What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. As always, like the video and comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is. Always interested in reading those. Going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week for this week's UFC Vegas Fight Night 36, whatever it's called, Derek Brunson versus Darren Till in the main event. There is only 10 fights this week, so it should be a fun card, but um, it's tough from a DraftKings perspective because there's just less options to choose from uh, just for you, and there's less options for everyone to choose from. So we're going to see inflated ownerships this week. It's going to be harder to be unique. So if you are playing large field tournaments, definitely take that into consideration. You can still play the best plays. Just if you're doing that, aim to be a little bit unique elsewhere leaving a few hundred dollars in salary or more on the table is always a recommended option just so if you do hit you're not tying with you know 50 100 150 1000 people um, in large field tournaments but without further ado let's move into my favorite cash game play of the week that's going to be jack shore up at 9.1k for my cash game play of the week, Jack Short, 9.1K. He is currently minus 600 to win against Ludwig Scholinian. Um, Shore is a, a solid prospect, and I, I've probably talked about him on this channel before. He's just a really solid, aggressive grappler, and that tends to score well on DraftKings. He's landing 552 takedowns per 15 minutes and he's earned two submissions in his three ufc bouts a really good uh grappler from top position looks to advanced position take the back and is capable of finding those submissions and not only that he's a massive favorite um biggest favorite on the slate by far against sholinian who is a tough i don't want to use the term reject but he didn't it he wasn't given an opportunity uh, after the Ultimate Fighter to compete in the UFC, but he's getting a call up on short notice, I believe, here. Shore was supposed to take on uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov, um, and then another opponent, and they both pulled out. So yeah, Shalinian's taking this fight on short notice. Um, he's all right. He's a grappler. He has some wrestling in his game, but I just think Shore's better. The, the numbers indicative of that and if you look at Shore's uh, DraftKings history I mean he scored 102 109 in his two finishes and his last decision win he scored 93 points so yeah maybe he doesn't put up 105 maybe he's not the highest scoring fighter on this slate but in cash games we're looking for the best combination of floor and ceiling and I just think Shore is far and away the best the best fighter uh, in that regard even at 9.1k normally a minus 600 favorite would be 9.5k or higher 9.1k i'm definitely willing to pay that price for a minus 600 favorite and he's plus 110 to win inside the distance so a strong chance of finishing as well if he wins at all it's going to come from grappling you got takedowns control non-significant strikes significant strikes and a finish uh, and some finishing equity as well. So Shore, extremely safe in this matchup. I expect another grappling-heavy game plan. I'm expecting him to come through with a victory and uh, put up one of the, the safest and best scores on the slate. So Jack Shore is my cash game play of the week at 9.1K. Moving on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to give out Patty Pimblett at 8.3K, and I want to preface this by saying... 
I'm not that high on Pimblet as a prospect. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Pimblet is, he's a Cage Warriors champion, and he's making his UFC debut on Saturday against Luigi Vendramini. He's very, very, very hyped up, and he's a, 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 a brash, exciting individual. He's going to get a lot of attention from the media. You're going to know who he is sooner or later. 16-3 and three professionally. Um, at age 26 and he's a strong grappler and he's a, got a black belt in jiu-jitsu and he's very crafty at taking the back the, the, the same type of fighter that I always love to target however I don't think he's as good as the public might perceive him to be I'm pretty sure like sharps I'll use that term in quotations, are not that high on this guy for his long-term potential, but the, the public certainly will be to a degree. And he has he has some skills. I don't want to discredit him. But we've already seen him lose a couple decisions in recent years, like against Nad Naramani, Soren Bach, and um, he's just he's a good wrestler, but he's not a great wrestler. And when your strength is submission grappling, if you can't get the fight on the mat, it's sometimes difficult to win. And when you're coming into the UFC in the, what is this, the lightweight division, good luck climbing that ladder if you're not an elite wrestler. And I just don't think Pimblet is. I think he's capable of wiping away lower tier competition. He's capable of mixing it up on the ground, but he just doesn't have a dominating enough wrestling game to get actual very good wrestlers to the ground. So that's going to be a problem for him. And on the feet, he's kind of, you know, he's a willing striker, but someone of a, a defensive liability, I would say. So I definitely can understand looking at Pimblet in the spot and even still saying, yeah, he's overhyped. I'm not interested. But for me, I, I'm kind of pushing away that noise for, for now. And just looking at the price, he's 8.3K. Like it or not, he's a minus uh, 155 favorite. And he has a grappling dependent game and he's going to try and take you down as often as possible take your back and submit you and he's plus 168 to win inside the distance that's not the best line in the world but it's pretty good for 8.3k especially when you know the, the fighter priced right below pimblet is jiyoun kim and molly mccann so um this to me is less about hyping up a, a prospect in pimblet and more about targeting a grappling dependent fighter in this mid-range as i've said many many times grappling just scores so well on DraftKings. you're able to exceed your price value much more often than not if you can earn a win and do i think it's a lock that pimblet wins this fight absolutely not but for tournaments who cares i'm willing to take the risk again he's only minus one he's minus 155 to win so north of 60 percent implied to win decent inside distance line at plus 168 so if he's taking vendramini down at all he probably will have chances to win this fight by submission uh, vendramini has some skill on the ground but he's he's largely untested i would say and hasn't really proven himself and you know he's been knocked out in the ufc already he just lost a decision to ferez Ziyam. so he he's i don't think he's a talent either i i think pimblet's going to have some opportunities here maybe it's a maybe it's a competitive fight but his grappling base style gives him a high floor and ceiling and i am definitely willing to pull the trigger on pimblet in tournaments at 8.3k for those reasons Moving on to my salary play of the week. This one, 
I'm struggling to get the words out of my mouth even, but I'm going to go with Julian Arosa at 7.3K against Charles Jordan. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Arosa. He has a terrible chin, and we've seen him knocked out a bunch of times. Even in his last fight, he was knocked out in a minute and a half. So I think the downside for Arosa is getting clocked early and put unconscious and that's that and you're going to get zero points so i'm not entering this analysis by thinking like he's a lock by any stretch that he's a great fighter but when he stays conscious he's not bad and he's very experienced he can fight at a high pace he has some striking he has some grappling and like he fought a competitive fight with jamal emmers and won and he fought a couple competitive rounds with Julio Arce before he got knocked out. He beat Sean Woodson over three rounds. That was very impressive. He knocked out Nate Landwehr. And Jordan is still a young prospect, and he's coming off a good win against Marcelo Rojo, but he was losing that fight early on, and he kind of came back and earned two knockdowns in round three. And even prior to that, he earned a draw as a massive favorite against Josh Koulibau. And I, I just don't know if his process game is there enough for me to feel confident in Jordan if he doesn't just blow through Arosa. Bottom line, if this fight plays out for any length of time, I think it's going to be competitive. And I think Arosa might even be winning. Um, Arosa is going to be significantly bigger than Jordan. I see four-inch height advantage, five-inch reach advantage. Arosa lands 5.1 significant strikes per minute. He can compete with Jordan on the feet. Arosa lands 1.29 takedowns per 15 minutes. He says he's going to come in here with a wrestling-based game plan. And Jordan's only defending takedowns at 47%. So, like, Arosa's going to be able to have success on the feet and on the ground. It's, to me, really about can he stay conscious. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets knocked out. He's plus 155 to win, so he's an underdog for a reason. However... At 7.3K, I don't think people are going to be flocking to him. Derek Brunson's going to be more popular right above him. David Zavada is going to be more popular right above him. At 7.3K, he's one of the cheapest fighters on the slate in a matchup that I think is very winnable for him. Um, skill for skill, and we need to save salary somewhere, and we need to be unique somewhere. I am interested in Arosa in this matchup because I think he can because I think he can be competitive skill for skill. Plus 155 is not even that big of an underdog, especially when you're comparing Shalinian at plus 400, who's uh, only $200 less expensive. So um, I like this matchup overall. I think it's going to take place at a high pace. I think Jordan's a fine tournament option at 8.9K for a knockout, but I am interested in Arosa at 7.3K for salary-saving purposes, and I'm going to look to be slightly overweight to the field on him this week. Moving on to my fade of the week, and it's going to be Ji Yaon Kim at 8.2K. And it's, it's tough. It really is tough with 10 fights because I don't think, like in theory, no fighter is a fade. You can consider every fighter on the slate, especially for ownership purposes. And Kim's going to be one of the lowest owned fighters on this entire slate, I think. But it's for a reason. It's because she just doesn't carry that much upside at 8.2K. She has a knockout win that did score her big, but otherwise her two, two decision wins... 
she scored 68 points and 57 points and she's about to pick them here you know i see what minus 107 in some spots minus 112 so about to pick them against molly mccann um and mccann has given up some DraftKings points but she's given them up to fighters who wrestle kim has never landed a takedown in the ufc in six career fights and so it's hard to project her for any wrestling in this matchup. She's also got, I think, the worst inside distance line on the entire slate, maybe outside of Shalinian, at plus 570. So absolutely no reason to believe she has any real shot to finish. So if I'm projecting a striking-based decision for Kim, which I think is very, very possible, it just still doesn't give her enough upside um, in tournaments. Maybe 70, 75 points is reasonable for Kim in a victory, but at 8.2K on this slate, I'm looking for 90 or more. I just don't see it. Uh, I'd pretty much rather play every single fighter priced above Kim and the majority of fighters priced below Kim, just, just based on her number, based on her upside, based on her finishing equity. So... Um, no fighter is truly a fade on this slate. However, if I'm picking one to just cross off my list, it's going to be Kim at 8.2K. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at BrettAbley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. We got everything up right now. Projections, rankings uh, will, is still to come. Betting content, podcasts coming out on Thursday night as well. So, uh, cheers. Thanks again. Thanks to Pat and the team for having us on. Best of luck in your contest, guys. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.